I walked on dry ground. I'm Greg, and I believe in a powerful and redeemed life for every Christian man stuck in sexual bondage. Hi, I'm Greg, and I believe in the hope of a powerful and redeemed life for every Christian man stuck in sexual bondage. Welcome to my podcast. I walked on dry ground. This is where I share my story and insights from my recovery from sexual addiction where I walked on dry ground, crossed the Red Sea, from destruction to freedom. God not only opened up the Red Sea for me, he also dried out the ground and established every single step I took. All I had to do was walk. Right now I'm stepping through my journal that I literally wrote during my recovery. Today we're at the end of month two of my recovery, and the theme of today's episode is not only the prodigal son, but the father and the prodigal son. I hope God's love and grace come across through the story, my journal entry, and the insights I share. Thanks for joining me. Cue the blues music, and let's jump in. All right, I like to start with a little bit of humor, and so here's this episode's joke. Late one night, a burglar broke into a house, and while he was sneaking around, he heard a voice say, Jesus is watching you. He looked around and saw nothing. He kept on creeping, and again he heard, Jesus is watching you. In a dark corner, he spots a cage and a parrot inside. The burglar asked the parrot, Was it you who said, Jesus is watching me? The parrot replied, Yes. Relieved, the burglar asked, What is your name? The parrot says, Clarence. The burglar grumbles, That's a stupid name for a parrot. What idiot named you Clarence? The parrot answers, The same idiot that named the Rottweiler Jesus. I feel like that's one of my weaker jokes, so if that's not funny to you, well... I agree. (laughs) All right, so I already mentioned that this journal entry is at the end of month two. It's actually on the two-month anniversary of my first recovery meeting, so I'm not far into recovery, and I'm totally just learning so much, realizing what recovery is, what condition I'm in. Before I read the journal entry, I want to read quite a long excerpt from Scripture. This is the story of the prodigal son, but the way I see it is... Is the story of the father and the prodigal son. Luke 15, 11 through 27. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent him to the fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death? I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, 
Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his finger, and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back, safe and sound. That parable touches my heart, and God has really allowed me to see his fatherly love for me through that parable. Now with that in mind, let's move over to my journal entry. February 13th, 2017. After my first Pure Desire meeting, I have seen a depth of God's love for me, like the prodigal son who, returning home beaten and withered and lost, is clothed and taken in with gifts and celebration. So has God the Father taken me into this recovery with such great gifts everywhere I look and think. He has given me many new people in my life, groups of guys at Sex Addicts Anonymous and Pure Desire, the acting group, this gift of discipline and long-term choice, this power of thought captivity and daily focus, this life-saving and life-giving practice of renewing my mind. It's like I'm a different person in two months. I'm doing completely different things and my recovery has just started. Everywhere I look, God has richly provided. These loving guys at Pure Desire and especially my leaders, the love of God that is manifest in their hearts, God loves me so much. And now the opportunity for counseling. Why wouldn't I, as I measure the decision against my goal of recovery for 2017? It's a step toward it, however large or small. And that's another gift of God, the ability to have a long-term goal and work toward it in a disciplined sense. Lord God, in Jesus' name, your love is so sweet, so deep, so uplifting and refreshing. Let it propel me forward and upward and away from sin. Let yours be all the glory, and in Christ be all my hope. Deliver me from all pride and high places, except those you ordain for me in humility. Show me how to love you back by obeying Jesus, following him daily. Help me renew my mind and focus on Jesus daily. Thank you deeply for all my gifts you've given me as I return to your house and begin to recover from the selfish choices I've made. That's my journal entry. And even as I sit here and just imagine myself in the shoes of the prodigal son and the father seeing me a long ways off just melts my heart and, and I can just feel the love that he has for me. And I think that's an amazing detail of the story that when the prodigal son was a long way off, the father spotted him and ran to him. The father wasn't waiting in his house resentfully that this prodigal son had taken his fortune and abandoned the family. The father was looking out for him. The father spotted him a long ways off. The father was looking into the distance for this son to come back. 
Now, I don't feel like I know that kind of love personally, and it's not like the son was gone a day or two days, and yet the day he comes back, the father is out looking for him and runs to him. So here I am in month two of my recovery. Looking back, I'm like the prodigal son in that I've just chosen, in a sense, to turn back and come to the father and come home, turning away from my selfish choices in one area of my life. And by no means have I made it home. I've just decided to come home. And the father is looking out for me and he spots me and he runs to greet me. And here's the other part of this story that I see in my journal entry is the father wraps a fine robe around his son. The father puts a ring on his withered, dirty finger, sandals on his feet, and prepares a feast for his beloved child. Now his son, his son didn't deserve that. Think about it. He took his inheritance, said screw you to the family, and especially his father, and left. It would have been totally understandable for that father to tell his son to join the servants, to be angry with his son, to turn him away even. All those would have been understandable, but the father's love is much, much greater and richer than that. And I think even I would go as far to say as the father's love is perfect for his son. And so for me, coming home in my recovery journey, deciding to come home, deciding to repent, deciding to leave the distant land in the famine, to come home. As you heard me write about in my journal entry, God put these people in my life. God's giving me new practices. God's giving me amazing gifts that I don't deserve. And if I had to label it with one word, I would say grace because I didn't deserve any of that. The prodigal son didn't deserve any of that. It's not performance-based. It's not do this, get this. It's not be a good son and you'll get a nice robe and a good ring and, and we'll celebrate how good you are and how well behaved you are. No, this love is undeserved and it is grace. It is absolutely grace because it's also not like be a bad son, leave the house, come home, and you'll get these same things. Disobey, betray your family, go away for a month, come back, and you'll be celebrated. No, that's not the law either. There's no law at work here. It's grace. And finally, the third thing I want to touch on is this story kind of ends at the beginning, so to speak. The son is welcomed home. The, the father begins to prepare a feast after lavishing the son with these gifts and his love. And I don't see it ending there. He's skinny. He's dirty. He's wasted away. He's smelly. He needs to be healed. He needs to be renewed. And he will live in community with the father. In his father's residence is where this healing will occur. This renewal will occur. And I see that in recovery. So here I am at the onset of my recovery and God is ordaining me with these fine gifts. He's giving me ways to renew my mind. He's giving me people in my life that will reflect his love for me. He's given me these brothers who will love me through this journey and through this recovery and recuperation so I can regain strength, health, and grow and develop in the residence of my Father, in the kingdom of God. So that's how I see the story of the father and the prodigal son at this stage of my recovery. And before I wrap up, I want to say I don't even think that that's the only application of this story. If you're listening and you've never been through addiction recovery, can you relate to this story on another level in maybe a different season of your life? I know I can, and I hope that for my entire life, this story will always touch my heart as a picture of the Father's love for me. 
Thanks for joining me and reflecting back on my recovery, and I hope you gained some insight or encouragement or were upbuilt in some other way. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you later.